Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 11 of Revelation chapter 21. And we're reading Revelation 21, verse 5. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Now God is speaking of the words, yes, the words that he was speaking to John, specifically the book of Revelation, but it, it we can't limit uh, this statement to only the book of Revelation. It applies to the whole Bible. And the whole Bible is true and faithful. God himself is a true and faithful God, and it goes to figure that his word would likewise be true and faithful. Now, this is something different, something that we're not used to, uh, not used to, we, we have no experience, actually, with that which is true and faithful elsewhere in this world. Now, just just try and think. Where else in the world can you find that which is true and that which is faithful? Well, you might, of course, find an individual who speaks the truth sometimes, or you might find someone who faithfully goes to work or faithfully does does one thing or another. But in the whole, in as far as what God is saying, he's speaking of the giving of his word, the whole Bible, all 66 books, every single word that we find in the entire scripture, and it's a pretty big book, every word is true and faithful. And in this book, the Bible, God has said um, a lot of various things. He's told us of things past, that he's an eternal God, for instance. That's true and faithful. He's told us how this world was created, and that is true and faithful. On the other hand, what does the world tell us about how the world came to be? How the universe came to be? Well, they go into an elaborate story. It's, it's a concoction that, that is plainly out of the minds of men. It, it's as ridiculous as anything you ever heard concerning um, events that took place billions of years ago. And, of course, that's changed over the course of the last several decades, where first it was millions of years and hundreds of millions of years and now billions of years. They keep changing how far back it is. And and really, they uh, it, it would appear they, they're, they're trying to come up with um, such a, a great number, like billions, that would keep anyone from ever asking the, the simple question, well, where did that stuff, whatever it was, that uh, exploded or however it happened, 
which formed the universe and was the basis for everything that would evolve over the course of time. Where did it come from? And they have no answer. You can ask the the most brilliant scientist, and he will have no answer to that very simple question. We're working on that. They they might tell you, yes, we're we're going we're studying that. Been hard at work studying that, and and someday that information will will never open up because they have no answer. The only answer is eternal matter. That that is that there has always been substance of some kind. And they don't want to say that because that's too similar to eternal God, that there has always been God. But no matter if evolution were true, which it's not, there would have to be a beginning of where everything came from according to their ideas and, and there isn't. But but God tells us everything we need to know. He is eternal God. He has existed from all eternity past, and at a point in that eternity, he determined to create the world, to form a people for himself. He he devised uh, his whole salvation program. He uh, predestinated all those he would save, knowing that man would sin. And the Lord Jesus died for the sins of those people from the point of the world's foundation and resurrected from the point of the world's foundation. And and then God created the world. The Son created the world, according to Hebrews. But in order to be called the Son, he first had to die and rise from the dead to be declared the Son of God. And and so all those things the Bible tells us, and those words are faithful and true. We can trust the Bible. We can trust the things God says because he is God, and he knows all things. He knows the end from the beginning. Uh, He possesses all knowledge, an infinite supply of knowledge about all things God knows. And he therefore can write the Bible, and he can uh, make every word true, because we'll see he cannot lie, and faithful, because he does know what will happen at the very end of the world. He can place promises in his word at various points in the book of Genesis or or elsewhere in the Bible, thousands of years before it happens, as he did with the account of uh, Abel, which which points to events that happened during the Great Tribulation, or the account of Joseph, that also points to events that will take place at the end of the world, at, during the seven-year famine. And even though those events are taking place 4,000 years before the end would come, or longer, God writes faithfully. You can trust these things because he already knows what will happen. And and so when he inserts a biblical calendar of history, when he makes a statement to Noah yet seven days, and when he um, he adds to that statement in Second Peter chapter 3 that one day is as a thousand years, 
and a thousand years is one day, and he places that information directly in the midst of a discussion of the flood and a discussion of the end of the world, and right in the middle, that statement to let us know that we have biblical justification for taking the statement to Noah in 4990 B.C., yet seven days, and applying a thousand years for a day, 7,000 years later. Mankind would have, until that point, to enter into the safety of the Lord Jesus Christ's salvation or into the ark, and then the door would shut. On the very day God placed the information in the Bible regarding the very day of judgment, May 21, 2011, he pinpointed it, and he wrote the information in Genesis 7. Well, he he gave it to Moses, uh, as Moses was used of God to write the book of Exodus. But he had already said it to Noah at the time, and therefore many thousands of years ago, God detailed the very day of judgment in this holy book, this amazing book called the Bible. And these words are trustworthy. These words are faithful and true. And and the, the doctrine that the word uh, teaches us is faithful doctrine. And, and God inserts these statements. He inserts promises to Abraham concerning giving him the land of Canaan all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession. He inserts promises to the seed of Abraham that they will dwell in the land everlastingly. And and these promises of a new heaven and a new earth that God writes about in Isaiah uh, 2,700 years ago or so. Uh, all these things are stated in his word. And when the Bible says he is faithful and he is true, it means they will come to pass because God is faithful. And if they did not come to pass, they wouldn't be true. Truth and faithfulness are very closely related. And and God speaks the truth and the things he says that look to a future fulfillment are faithful. You can count on it. You, you can, you can know that God guarantees it. There, there's no doubt. There's, there's no possibility it will not happen. It will happen. This world will end. No matter what man thinks, no matter what men believe, no matter how people act as if it will continue forevermore, This world will end according to the faithful word of God, according to the truth of the Bible. This world will end. And God also tells us, knowing the end from the beginning, of the circumstances in which the world will end. That is, the society, the standard of morality or lack thereof, the, the condition of the church at the time the world will end. And 
we learn from the Bible, as God has written these things and placed them in his faithful and true word, that at the time of the end, iniquity will abound, and the hearts of men will grow cold. And God details in Romans chapter 1 the sins that will become commonplace at the time of the end of the world. Now listen to this and tell me if you're not seeing it on the nightly news or reading it in your newspaper. In Romans chapter 1, it says in verse 24, Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie. See, God speaks the truth in the Bible. He says uh, there's male and female. There's not neutral gender. There's male and there's female. And then he says um, a man will will leave his parents and be joined to his wife. And the two, male and female, will be one flesh. And and yet the world, the people of the world, uh, uh, under the influence of Satan, who is a liar from the beginning, take the truth of the word of God and change the everlasting ordinance. That They break the everlasting covenant that the Bible is, that God's word is, as each human being is married to the law of God, and they commit adultery against their spiritual husband, God's law. And and so God says in Romans one twenty five, who changed the truth of God into a lie. And uh, just, just think today. Well, uh, they turn the murder of an innocent child in the womb of its mother into... A good thing for a woman to have control of her body. Or they turn the sin of homosexuality into a good thing for two people who care and love each other to be together or to be married. You can, you can go on in many, many commandments of God. The commandment, thou shall not commit adultery. Well, if two um, adults are consenting. Who's to say that's wrong? It's turning the truth into a lie. And it's, it's as common as grass today and worshiped and serve the creature more than the creator. That word could also be translated as creation. Who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust, one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge... God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all... Now listen to this list of of evil. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, 
maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, 23 sins, pointing to the time God would begin to give man up at the Great Tribulation, which continued for 23 years, who, knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Now tell me, is this not an accurate description of our present evil world? And, you know, this description, yes, there is always, to some degree, these sins in the world, but but never to the degree they are today. This explosion of iniquity, where iniquity has abounded across the face of the earth, is unprecedented in all of world's history. And so God declared, at the time of the end, iniquity will abound. And Romans 1 tells us at that time, God will give man up to these sins. And and that's exactly what we see today. We see a world gone full course after each and every one of these sins, and there is no turning back. There, there's no slowing it down. There, there's no going back to some previous time where, where there was a sense of morality. That time is gone. And as far as this world is concerned, there will never be a return to that period of time. God is showing us that this is the end. By allowing all these things, we can we can see on a daily basis biblical confirmation when the world is um, progressing in evil the way it has been, or the church is further confirmation that there is a falling away. No doubt about it. No question. Absolutely no question whatsoever that this corporate church is completely apostate and and we we won't bother even going into it because it is so obvious and that also yes churches have been unfaithful throughout the history of the church age but never to the degree of what we see today this is unprecedented in all of church history and so we have these two major catastrophes occurring at the same time in the world and in the church. And it matches exactly what Christ said, what the Bible says will happen at the time of the end, because God knows from the very beginning what would take place. And also, we we find May 21, 2011, that 7,000-year period from the flood falling precisely at this period of time. And and so God has declared these things, 
and he has said that when you see the fig tree and leaf, you, you know that summer is nigh, or when you see all these things concerning the signs and the sun, moon, and stars, then look up, for your redemption draweth nigh. God's people can see the biblical signs, that is, the signs God permits us, which are found only in the Bible. We see the biblical evidence all around us, and that's why we have a good expectation and hope for October 7th, 2015, to be the completion of the judgment of God upon this wicked world. And and the completion of the judgment means the end of the world, the destruction of this earth and this cursed universe, and a recreation, a new creation of a new heaven and a new earth and a new people, a new order of people after the second Adam, the Lord Jesus Christ, created anew in body and soul and placed in the new Eden, the land of Canaan, the spiritual uh, land of Canaan, with, with the promises to Abraham always pointed to the new earth. And then God will come to his people and he will talk to us, he will teach us and instruct us what will it be? We we just can't know. But there will come a point. Can't say a, a time because time will be no more. There will come a point where this present world and and the things that we're experiencing is no more. And it will be the former things that will be passed away, never to be remembered nor brought into mind. And there we will be with the almighty God of the Bible. And that will be the fulfillment of all things. And that will be proof positive. It will be evidence of the truthfulness and the faithfulness of the word of God. In everything that God declared from the very beginning concerning the end. And all in between, God's word is true and faithful. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.